the message today is entitled, I Thought About It. And when you think about the author that was here yesterday, uh, Jay Morgan, wonderful man, pastors a church in Oceana, was in excruciating pain here yesterday. Um, he said, I'm not here because I, I want to be here. I'm here because God told me that I had to be here. And uh, anyway, this is his first book that he wrote. Number three is out. We didn't get any of number three, but this is a new small group study um, that I believe uh, can help a lot of you. It has helped us in many ways. Um, but there are so many things uh, that we learned through, uh, through yesterday's meeting um, that really, really just, uh, just resonated in me. And, and what we did was after we were, we were taught and we had lunch and, and then we branched off into uh, your own circle, your own room, uh, and then you, you did a, a, a checkup from the neck up basically and you went through this, uh, this book uh, of things, of, of sins, sins, have you done this, do, you know, do you actively do this, do you actively lie, do you act, actively lust, do you actively, um, you know, do these things, and then if you, if you did those things, because they had it in categories to greed and, uh, you know, selfishness and all this kind of thing, and they, they did it like that, and then you wrote down your thoughts, and that was what was nailed on the cross, it was a big, thick, book it took about an hour you know for you to go in and do a, a self-analysis of, of yourself and then we came in and we worshiped God and we had communion and we put nailed it to the cross and uh, it was exciting and then we celebrated because we nailed it to the cross and I, I nailed the things that um, God spoke to me about I nailed those things to the cross and when you nail those things to the cross and when you surrender those things to Jesus, then you're free because what we, I think what we forget is that when we sin, we grieve God. When we, when we do wrong, we're, we're disobedient. And, and when you think about what uh, the difference in what something they said yesterday between a Christian and a disciple, uh, you should never have to say that you're a Christian because that's what other people say about you. That's what people say about you. But what we are is we are disciples. And we're in training. We're disciples that moves us to that, to that Christian. And see, what Christians, what disciples do, disciples make disciples. We disciple one another, and, and, then, and then that moves us to, to the next level. And one thing that I wrote down is that if you are free, then I can do my job. It's not my job to set you free. Um, and the counseling that I have done over Many, many years of, of ministry uh, of people that are, you know, from being hooked on porn to marital trouble to, uh, you know, anger. Uh, you know, you can never blame, this is something that he said yesterday, you can never blame your anger on your dad. I have my dad's anger problem. I have my dad's drinking problem. I have my mom's this or I have my mom's that. No, because that's your mom's anger problem or your dad's anger problem or or whatever it's your anger problem and, and what we can't do church what we cannot do in, in in finding our identity in Christ is what we cannot do 
is, is try to pass the buck on who we are on somebody else. You, you can't do it. it you, you just can't do it. And, and, and wow, what a mighty revelation that I wish that I could share it all with you. But if you look at the inside, apples produce apples. Uh, you know, a cherry tree produces cherries. And, and so you as disciples produce disciples. <clears throat> when, when you think about what the Father do, did for us at the cross and, and how he educated the flock, back in the day, uh, and I didn't know this, I, I'm not really educated in, 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 in the, the Old Testament probably like I should be, but one thing that, uh, that I learned yesterday was um, there's a rabbi. There were rabbis, and, and if you wanted to become a rabbi, then you would pattern yourself after a rabbi, and you would try out. And then what happens is, is as you try out, then you know, some are picked to be rabbis, but then those that aren't picked, they tell them to go back and take on their daddy's trade, on their father's trade. You look at the apostles. You look at, you look at the, the disciples. What were the disciples doing? They were doing their daddy's trade because they didn't fit the category of a rabbi. But yet God chose them out of the norm because, you know, Jesus does those kind of things. He, he picks things that are out of the norm. I would have never picked his leadership uh, team. I would have never done that. I mean, Moses killed a guy. Uh, you know, you, you think about these things, and you think, okay, uh, you know, if you spend a night in jail, uh, you're doomed to hell, and, and nobody's going to have anything to do with you for a long time. But then you think of Paul wrote most of the New Testament, uh, and he was confined. But yet, what we do is we we judge those who, who have done wrong or have done this and done that kind of thing, and, and we won't have anything to do with them. But boy, boy we sure like Paul's writings, don't we? Paul had a record. Now, although uh, I feel like he was innocent, but, but although of what he did, you know, of, of going out and sharing the gospel, but yet he murdered. He killed. Turned out to be one of the greatest human beings that would ever walk this earth. When you think about being a disciple, it's training to be like Christ. Training to be a follower of Christ. We should never have to call ourselves Christians. That's what other people, as I said, say about us. And I'm just giving you my notes. If you build a church, you will not make disciples. But if you make disciples, then you will build a church. You are not my people. I hear preachers say that all the time. They say, well, my people will do this. You're not my people. You're God's people. You're God's people. I am I'm only your shepherd as a, as a pastor. Uh, but, but I don't have any hold 
you know, on, any, uh, on anybody. But I will tell you this, I, I think we're failing. I think we're failing bad. And, and I can't hardly deal with it on how we're failing. I, I, I turned 51 yesterday. And I had leading after leading after leading, and, and Barb and Christy were, were here, and, 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 you know, I was stood right here, and I, one leading right after another. And, and you know, and, and here come a lady. I, I said, I have a leading for somebody with trouble with their hands. And, and a lady came down. Her, her finger was pointed in. And, and, and you know, I, I just poured anointing oil on her hands, and I asked her to wash her hands in, in anointing oil, and I prayed for her. I, I, I called for headaches, people that were struggling with headaches. Two people came, came down. I, I had a, a problem that there was an ear issue that was causing dizziness in somebody, and I, I called forth, and that person came forward, and, and they, were, they, were, they came forward, and, and, and Jesus touched them. And there was another one uh, over headaches, uh, that I was pray- that I prayed for with those people. So there was four different leadings. Then there was other leadings that, that took place not from not from me, but from other men of, uh, of and women of God, uh, and and it was just t- completely awesome. I went to the bathroom and I came back because these things get long and and uh, and you know when you're waiting on God and for a move of God and and Christy was sitting in the second row, standing in the second row, and and the pastor. Um, was uh, Pastor Rick from the Canvas Church was praying over Christy. He looks at me, he says, that just, is this your wife? I said, yes. And he began to pray over both of us. Oh, and I wish you could have heard it. I wish you could have been, been behind like Barb was, just, just supporting us to, to be able to hear what was being said over your pastor. And, and wow, how awesome it, it, it was for them to, to, to just pour, to drive from cross lanes West Virginia to pour into a, 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 an old preacher boy like me. Driving from Oceana and from all over the state and from Fairmont and Clarksburg and different places to come to seek a move of God. A few weeks ago, and your pastor's been real busy, uh, real busy in a, in a lot of areas, been doing a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. I was in Weston at a move of God in a meeting, and I posted some of the video that was on, uh, on Facebook, and just leading after leading after leading that I got. And then they bring us all up front, and they ask us, uh, they ask us to pray over, over your county, over Braxton County, over the surrounding counties. <clears throat> and I was able to pray and believe God and plead the blood over, over Braxton County for souls to be saved. And then praying for the sick and in these meetings, I had the opportunity to go to the capital recently uh, and pray all 50, uh, 50 uh, county is there 50 or 51 50 55 counties yeah I, I only get to a few but uh, 55 counties in West Virginia Lawrence Zontini'd roll over if he knew I'd said that uh, that was our West Virginia studies teacher at Lincoln High School junior high school but but anyway so we're praying over over um, Braxton County and believe in God for 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 great things and and, and I will tell you this I think I failed I think I failed you and I think I failed Braxton County because I'm not making disciples of you. If I was making disciples of you, I think that you would drive from heaven to hell for a move of God. And I think I failed. And I think I should step down as a pastor because I failed. 
Because there's no enthusiasm. There's no enthusiasm. Three people here yesterday. Good God, we hosted the thing. Yes, I know people have to work. People have to go places. People have to do things. Yes, I know that. But let me tell you something. Jesus told his disciples, he told them, he said, let the dead bury the dead. I'm 51 years old. You know what I like is what I saw yesterday. It was a move of God. You all been fussing to me and saying, we need a move of God. We had one. I went to Weston and we had one. I've been to the, I've been to the, to, to the, 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 the capital and saw a move of God. People wailing all over for the county of West Virginia. I told Christy today, as, when I got in the car, I said, I'm going to resign today from the pulse. And I said, the reason why I'm going to resign today from the pulse is because I know at 51 years old, I have got more to do, but I can't get it done here. My God, our drummer sat back there last week texting on his phone in between songs. I can't even get him to show up. People come in late. They miss praise and worship. Guys, I've been doing this a long time. I can't keep doing it. Do I feel led to be here? Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Because you know what? I've got something to offer the kingdom of God. And if the people of Braxton County don't want me, I can go elsewhere. When you have a birthday, it's not a celebration on earth, but it's a celebration that you're one year closer. You're one step closer. You're one step closer. I have failed as a pastor many times. I've been voted out. I've been kicked out. We lost 40-some people here the last time that we had a... I thought, I thought we had it, Sam. I thought I knew it. I thought I figured it out. Church was growing. Things were going great. Boom, a split. I thought I knew it. I thought I figured it out. I failed in 30 years of ministry as a pastor. But thank God I think I figured it out. You know, we've got, bless Kara Kara and Ricky, you know, doing the road to Damascus. Nobody's showing up. You all ain't even coming. You say, well, I don't have a drug addiction. You got some kind of addiction. How embarrassing is it that we had to bring up people from Tennessee to do a Bible school because we don't have the manpower folks I can't keep doing this you either got to get in and get all wet with me you say well I am I am all wet with you I don't know I don't know are are you making disciples I mean are, are you are you winning disciples for Christ? Or, or, well, no, that's your job. No, it's not. My job is to feed the disciples. It's crazy that I can go out and cut the grass in this church and bring four people in on Sunday. And did I have my shirt on that day? I don't know if I did. I know I'm buff. And believe you me, we tried to move up here. 
I don't know what people are smoking when their prices of their home. I've got a house down there in Taze Valley. It's worth probably close to $300,000. And, and, and I, can, I can go one spot and be at the movie theater or at the Kroger just real fast, like you all can up here. It's 2,600 square foot. But when you, tra when you travel around and you try to look at houses, which Christy and I have done many, many times, and, and we've looked at houses, and, and, and how we, the last one we looked at was in Glenville. Now, Lord's sakes, 1,600 square foot, brand new house, sloppy if you ask my opinion. $210,000, really? Your ice cream would melt by the time you got home. We've tried. We've tried so many different things here. And whether I'm missing something, I have a vision for this place. But I don't see any. I don't see any anointing. It's crazy that you bring in 30 or 40 people from other counties and this one woman laying like this, this one guy was laying like this and he's before God and just pouring his heart out to him. And I went to the mayor one time when I first got here, Andy took me over there and he took me and he, and he said, you know, because I had this meeting, there, Richie was trying to figure out how to, to solve the drug problem in Gasaway. And I read, I told him, I said, my people who are called, I stood up and I read it. My people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent. Let me tell you something. I'm constantly on my face saying, God, I, I, I don't get it. Forgive me. I keep struggling here. I keep struggling there. And God, I need your help to be able to overcome but we just nonchalantly walk in, miss events, don't even come to stuff. And I know we have to work in different things, but how many people didn't have to work? They could have been here. Megan Stout said something to me the other day, and, and she said, you know what? She said, now, when you start that small group in Braxton County, she said, everything that you start will take off, and it just, it just all kinds of people. And I've been teaching some pretty, pretty cool stuff on, on extreme faith. Two people. And Sandy, bless her heart, she's taking care of the kids. Two people. I came from big church. I came from big church. I know how big church works. Barb came from big church. We came from big church. You said, well, we're not big church up here. Well, I think big. It's crazy that we have to bring people in here and see a move of God. But we can't see a move of God with our own people. What's the problem? I mean, am I wrong? What's the problem? I mean, what's the problem? You know, there wasn't any, I mean, yes, yeah, Sandy did a great job and the harmony was tight and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't feel it. I need answers. You know, when I signed on this church, and, and I signed for this church, 
I signed on the line for this church. Now, Calhoun Banks told me that I wasn't liable, but Premier Bank said I was. I never did commercial loans too much. Les signed on it, but Les signed on the loan, but he's okay. He's, he's secondary to, to the, the guarantor, but I could lose my home if this thing fails. You all got nothing in it. But I believed in you all, and I believed in this church, and I believed in this town enough to where I was signed on the line, but I can lose my home. I can lose everything I have. But there's nobody new coming. Well, I've invited people. I've invited this person. I've invited that person. Let me tell you something. If, you, if they're not coming, we got to get on our knees, and we got to pray, and we got to pray them in. But it can't be two or three. I've never been so discouraged and frustrated about this place up here. When I go to Winfield, not comparing you, I go to Winfield, I'm humbled. I cry. I go in there and I cry. I go in there and I cry because it's just flourishing and it's just growing and Jay's doing a great job. Maybe if you put a Jay up here, it would work. But, but, and I love Jay and he's a wonderful pastor and, and I'm glad he's there. But it's flourishing. Then I think, well, why is it Gasaway flourishing? Why isn't it growing? Why? Well, it's the town, and it's because, you know, it's old-fashioned, and you brought a black wall in here, and you did this, and you did that, and all that kind of stuff. And Some of you even believe that I got fired from the bank because of this church. Because of the rumors and the gossip and the, the slander and the crap that I've had to put up with through here. And let me tell you something. How much of that do you take? I mean, really, how much of it do you take? Well, you're supposed to be the man of God of the place. Am I wrong? But how much of it do you have to take? Because I don't get treated like that in Taze Valley. I haven't been fired from a job in years. And you say, well, preacher, I came expecting to hear a message. Let me tell you something. I'm giving you a message that if you all and I don't start figuring this thing out, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to come in here week after week after week to 10, 15 people, 20 people, just wondering if we're going to have enough money to pay the house, to pay the mortgage payment on this thing. Let me tell you something. There's been many times, and it wasn't for some other people in this church. Let me tell you, just recently I put $1,000 into it just to pay some of the bills that was supposed to go to my son. He told me, he says, you put the church before me, Dad. That was my graduation money. I said, yes, sir, I did. And I know you're doing all you can do. But you know, you know how you grow the money? You grow the people. You say, well, now you're talking about money. No, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you that I've put, I've put close to eight grand in this church to keep it going. How much more do I have to do that? I took retirement and put into this church. So that it could grow. Are we live? Good. I'm just telling you. We're there. We're there. It's crazy that I could go to a different place and see a move of God. But I can't see it here. And sometimes we get a little traction and we make a little progress. But let me tell you something. 
when we come up here, I, I felt led. I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have moved from, uh, we had a, you know, Christy said many times, you know, we had a nice church where we were down at Mud Fork and, and, and to come up here and, and, and you know, and you know, I'm two or three hundred thousand dollars in debt because of it, but, but yet, you know, God's faithful. He's made every payment. And, and if I had to put money into it, he always made a way. I'm not asking you to, to get on it because of me. I'm asking you to get on it because of Jesus. I'm asking you to get on it. I'm asking you to get a desire. You know, I have the gift to offend. I've, I've made people mad. Shoot, I made Brady and I, I yelled at them at our house the other day. And I'm really sorry about that. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I do that sometimes. Very rare. But I do. But I can get people mad at me just for breathing. It's true. But I'm not worried about what you all think. I'm worried about what the king says. But here's the thing. This thing's winding down. Rod Parsley said recently, he said, big church, and, you know, he had throat cancer and going through a bunch of things, and, and I told you what he said. He made a comment that said that, look, if this is what we're going to do, how many people invited somebody today? And there was like out of, out of um, 5,000 people or 10,000 people, there were 100 hands that went up. And he said, really? He said 100 hands of, of people who invited somebody to, to, to your church today? I can't figure out how Gassaway Baptist can have 400 people in Bible school. And Mark Stump's a wonderful man. And they're great people and they've really helped us. I can't figure out how they get 400 people. They're Baptist. They're wonderful people. My licensing is in the Baptist church. I'm licensed in the Baptist church. I love the Baptist church. 400 people. A bunch of them came to Jesus. Why are they coming to Jesus at Gassaway Baptist, but they're not coming to Jesus here? Is it me? Am I holding it back? Am I the one? I ask myself that question many, many days. I say, is it me? Because, you know... <coughs> I had a guy tell me one time, I was sitting having lunch with him and telling him, tell him about some of the stuff that was going on and trying to get this fixed and that fixed. And he said, man, you should be happy. I said, what do you mean, you're ha what do you mean happy? He said, you're the president of the Pulse Corporation, the Pulse Church. He said, you should be the happiest man in the world. And I said, well, I'm not. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take sacrifice, and it's going to take a lot of grit. But, you know, I mean, come out and support Ricky and Carol on Friday evening at 6. Sandy makes enough food. It's wonderful. You say, well, I don't have an addiction trouble. Yeah, you do. Everyone does. Everyone's got something. 
Well, you know, as long as they don't uncover that, then I'll be fine. And, and, you know, as long as this one doesn't happen and as long as I, you know, don't get caught clicking on this or doing that or smoking that or, or looking at this or looking at that. <coughs> there was a guy that drove from over in Cowan, right? What's his name? Dave. Dave. Yeah, his birthday's today. I wished him happy birthday on Facebook. <coughs> He came over. You know, Ricky and Kara, I mean, you take, Kara spent a year in jail for drugs. You know, she's not proud of it, but she'll talk about it. But God delivered her. God set her free. I looked at her one day and I said, you just look like you just got something bottled up inside of you that just has to come out. And she taught on, she taught on Friday. And it was wonderful. It's wonderful. We had small group on Wednesday. Here's my schedule last week. Small group on Wednesday. I was up here on Thursday. Up here on Thursday to help reset the stage after they, after they broke their stuff down. Back up here Friday, all day Saturday and Sunday. Five days. I did not work three of those days to stay on budget because I was doing church stuff. I mean, I worked here and there, but not, not like I needed to. You, you want to hear this week? Tuesday rehearsal, 6 o'clock. We don't have small group at our house, but uh, Kelly's wanting to work on uh, parade stuff, you know, so that we can have that on, on, uh, on uh, Saturday. Uh, Thursday, we're singing at Gasaway Days. Friday, uh, the road to Damascus gets 30 minutes at the, at the uh, Gasway days during the show to, to where Kara and Ricky get to share their testimony and we get to pass out things uh, about the road to Damascus. Get a half hour. Saturday, we have a parade. We have the cool zone. We're doing good to get four people signed up to pass out snow cones. And then back up Sunday. So, so I had five days in this thing last week, and I got five days in it this week. And the church doesn't pay for my gas to drive back and forth. Very seldom ever. Not unless I have it in my pocket do I ever get the money from the church to refund that. Five days. And you know what? I love it. I absolutely love it. He said, well, then why are you complaining? Because I love it so much, I'm tore apart. My heart is broken. My heart is broken. My heart is broken because, number one, I feel like I failed. And number two, my heart is broken because I don't see any excitement in the congregation. And number three, I can't, it's like this. This thing has to work because I don't want to lose everything I have. The school has to work. I signed on that one. The school has to work. It has to move. We've got to have it working. Kelly does a great job of making the payment, and I'm so thankful. And I told her, I said, when it's paid off, it's yours. The property's yours. I said, it's yours. I said, you, you know, it's like I, I don't mind owning stuff, but it's hers. She started it. I'm not, I'm not the founder. 
you don't know the hell I go through when that offering is taken to wonder if there's enough just to pay the bills. You know how they're paying me? Our accountant is paying me. I don't get to make my house payment on the first of the month like I'm supposed to because there's never enough money to do it. They have to pay me in two increments of $500 and whatever, some change. I mean, is that really the way you take care of the man of God? Wondering if he's going to be able to make his house payment or if he's going to have to pull from his retirement? There's a lot to think about. I'm sure that's probably some of my critics are watching on Facebook or they'll watch this later if we decide to take it off and come to my senses that'll say, oh, this is what we were hoping for. We were hoping for. We got him now. He's discouraged. We, we pulled out and we took the money and we took the, took the people. We pulled out and we went somewhere else because, oh, we got him now. We're going to teach that preacher a lesson. God's people, really. We're going to teach that preacher a lesson. There's people that hope we fail. I want to not fail just to spite them. And I know that's not right. I mean, that's not right, I doesn't care. But that's the way I feel. People, you, you know, that split really hurt me. I tried, not to, I tried not to make it to where it hurt me. But, I mean, it really hurt me. It hurt a lot of you. A lot of horrible things were said about me that Wednesday night. And, and things that aren't even true. I've never embezzled. You know, people said that I embezzled from the bank. I never stole a dime from the bank. I never took anything from the bank. I, people said that I was walked out uh, from the bank for embezzlement. I was not walked out from the bank from embezzlement. I never stole a dime. I was fired because uh, I was not reaching my goal in $75,000 a year or a month in loan goals for the bank. That's why they let me go. That's what they say they let me go about. Whether they let me go because of people griping and fussing and, and all that kind of stuff and, and, and going in and the rumors and, and that kind of stuff, maybe, maybe that's what happened. I, I don't know. What I am telling you and what I'm asking you is I'm asking you to grow this church. I'm asking you to grow this church. Put new life back into this church. You say, well, preacher, that's your job. No, it's not my job. My job is to feed you all. My job is to feed you. I brought in four, bring some in. I mean, the, the next soul winner I know is Jacob Stout, and that guy can win them. What it's going to take is prayer. What's your prayer life like? What's your prayer life like? What's your Bible study time? I mean, can anybody say, uh, and you don't have to raise your hand, yes, I've been in the Word all week. I've been before my face, before God, and I've been praying all week. I've been seeking God. I've been praying for you, Pastor, on su- uh, you know, all week that the message on Sunday would be anointed and that there would be a mighty move of God. Can you really say that you've done that? Can you really say, okay, I can't go here on this night because I've got the road to Damascus on Friday or I've got this to do on Saturday. You know, we barely have enough people. I think we can pull it off because we're bringing some outside people in on Saturday to help pass out snow cones. Outside people to come and help us. I'm done.
with my rant. One thing I'm like my daddy in, me and my daddy are, are uh, my mom always told my dad that he didn't have any coup. She said, you just say whatever you say, it's on your mind. And I think the older I'm getting, I'm getting to be just like that, that if my mother was alive, she'd say, son, you just don't have any cooth anymore. Well, I mean, I'm getting older. You know, Carlos and I had a phone call the other day, and I always love our conversations. And we were talking about a move of God, and talking about God moving, and you know, how, you know, and I appreciate you all sticking here with us, and, and and driving, you know, from from Clinton, and like some of you all doing from Charleston and different places. I appreciate that, you know. But <clears throat> the move of God, church, comes from obedience of the people. That's where it comes from. You know, I fast on a regular basis, but I, my fast can't. Can't, can't do it all. I'm an open book, and I shared it with you. And that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. But things have got to change around here. Things have got to change. They've got to. Maybe it's a new man in the pulpit. I don't know. I've got two other campuses to start. Don't expect me to be here forever, but I don't want to leave on bad, bad terms, you know. Somebody come up to me on, uh, the other day, and they said, uh, they said so if you ever, uh, if you ever leave uh, uh, the, the pulse and gas away, because, you know, I'm the, I'm the president of the corporation of the pulse. I, I, can't, I can't just leave. I'm going to always be a part of it, but you can put somebody here. You can put somebody in, <clears throat> you know, just like, just like uh, Winfield, and just like wherever the other two campuses are. But I had a person come up to me uh, the other day, and, and I was telling them about uh, you know some vision things and different things. And, and the person said to me, and they said, "Oh, so if you put somebody in Gasaway, then you could go to Florida and start the third one." And I looked at him. I said, "Where did that come from?" Then the next day, I was talking to somebody, and I said, you know, talking about the vision uh, of things, and, and the person looked at me, not knowing what the other person said, and said, oh, that means that if you put somebody in gas away, you can go to Florida and start the third one. And, and then yesterday, Cody looked at me, uh, and Cody's been here, he's standing right there, and I'm standing right there, and, and Cody looks at me, he says, so, he said, um, if you put somebody in gas away, he says, you can go to Florida and start the third one, and I'm thinking, What? I love Florida. We vacation there twice a year. I love it. But if God moves me from Gasaway, if God moves me from here and God puts another man up here, I'm still the Pulse Church. I'm still part of the Pulse Church because it's a, because of the way it is. I'm part of the church. No matter whether I'm in Winfield or whether I'm in Florida or. Uh, Wherever I might be, I, I'm still part of that Pulse Church, just like, just like Jim Wright. He's the founder of the Maranatha Fellowship, and Jim Wright will always be Maranatha Fellowship, in my opinion, because he started that. Lost his loving wife a couple of days ago. You pray for him, and Sister Virginia is in heaven now. But, you know, just a horrible thing, but, you know, God's faithful. God's faithful. Barb wants to start teaching. 
this identity book. This is what we learned yesterday, but this is book one. We, we learned book two this past week, I mean yesterday. But book one is Barb wants to start teaching it. We bought eight, eight books at $8 a piece yesterday. We bought enough for um, the Winfield, for, uh, for ours at Scott Depot to start next week. So I'll pass those out to the people. But, but we have to, we're starting this soon up here. But the thing about it is, You've got five? So she needs five people. She's got four. She got one already, and she needs a total of five people because that's how many, starting in August. And she, she, we bought enough books to get her started and for us to get started in, in, uh, in, in Gasaway. I mean, in uh, Taze Valley, Scott Depot. So, but the thing about it is, I mean, do we need to start it? Is anybody going to come to it? You know, will people come to it? I mean, we've had one that's been intact down in, in, in our house for several months. You know, John and Cynthia Sandy don't come to our church on a regular basis, but the, John just finished, and you need to go to YouTube and listen to John's teaching. I mean, the hours and hours and hours of teaching that he put into it. They tithe to this church and don't even attend here. And they give here because, you know why? He, here, John Sandy told me, he says, I, he says, we're giving to this church because you're giving to us. You're giving to us. You're giving me a platform to be able to preach and to, and to speak. And they tithe to this church. If it wasn't for their tithe sometimes, I wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't make it. I mean, God's faithful. I mean, I call the accountant. How we doing? Yeah. You know, church mutuals do. Our insurances do. I don't know if we're going to be able to pay it. You know, pastor, it's time for you to get paid. But the church mutual payment is due. Uh, what do you think I should do? I said, you, you go ahead and pay it. Pay the church mutual and I'll get paid later. Make sure the bills are paid. That kind of stuff wears on you after a while. It wears on you after a while. But you know where the money comes from? It comes from God. It comes from God. It has to come from God. But it comes by us making disciples and teaching people to tithe and to, and, and to grow in their relationship with him. Anybody have anything before we close? Christy. This woman lived with me for 30 years and knowing that I signed on the dotted line for this church deserves a medal I think what John's trying to say <laughs> yesterday we had an encounter with God it was amazing I told um, Barb when we were sitting over there and just the ministry it was so exciting that and Barb's right behind us and the guys prophesying over John and me and I said I feel like we're at Kings Island on the roller coaster and we're going wee wee 
and she's just giggling behind me because it was like we were sitting <laughs> in a cart. What was so amazing about yesterday is this gentleman poured into us that he thinks the harvest is coming. The harvest is coming. He thinks there is going to be an end time awakening like unprecedented, but he doesn't think there are enough workers to get out there and, and win souls for the kingdom of God. He says he is concerned that they're going to die in the field because there's not enough laborers. And I think that's where the burden is for John. And in Luke, is that where it says um, the harvest, Luke 10, verse 2, it says, he said to them, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And that's what we are. That's what the church is. And his concern is, even if we get them in the church to save people, then what? I mean, if they're not discipled, then are they any better off than they were in the world? Yes, their soul is saved, but they have to be taught. And so here's an opportunity through this class that Barb wants to teach. And she is praying that God is leading her to the people in this church so that we'll be ready when the souls come in to disciple them. And the gentleman went on to say that the rabbi, and this is what John was sharing in his um, sermon, the rabbi, the kids are taught at five years old the first five books of the Bible. They have to memorize them. And then I guess by the age of 12 or 13, it is the rabbi's uh, decision who gets to be the rabbi. And he says, this day and time, professions aren't honorable. He said, if you're a doctor or a lawyer, there was a time when that profession was honorable, but this day and time, no profession is honorable. But back in the day, in the Jewish culture, to be called to be a rabbi, and it was invitation only, was the highest honor that a child could receive. And so whoever he saw potential in, he would say, come, and I will disciple you. But the rest of the children had to go home and learn their father's profession. And he said that that discipled child would follow the rabbi everywhere, even to the bathroom, even if the rabbi went to the bathroom five times a day. And he learned a lot of how it was to be a rabbi by just following the footsteps of the rabbi. And that's what we are in the church, is we have to disciple these individuals that are coming in. So here's an opportunity through this class identity, and I just want to read something else to you, and this is in John chapter 4, verse 34. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Listen, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They are already white for harvest. And the gentleman, he was amazing. His name was Jay Morgan, and the teaching, he has written six books, and Identity is the first book. What we did yesterday was growth, and so we did in a course of 30 days in, in eight hours. <laughs> and he's, he encouraged us to go back and, and redo growth, what we did yesterday, because, you know, we did a 30-day course in eight hours. But he said, to do the will of God, you have to crucify the flesh. And he said, I'm here because God sent me here. He said, my family's going through some things. He said, they're okay, but my family's going through some things. And his body, he was in pain. But he said, I've learned that I, I have to crucify the flesh in order to do the will of the Father. And we were talking about that in Kara's class.
class on Friday night, we were just talking about in our own strength, we are powerless. But God has given us the power to do those things. But it is a choice. You know, addiction, the thing about drug addiction that we were talking about, and it's any kind of addiction. You can have a food addiction. You can have an addiction to pornography. You can have addiction to work. You can have an addiction to exercise. Whatever it is, whatever you're addicted to, that thing has more power over you than your desire for the Lord. And as we acknowledge our powerlessness, that we have no control over this addiction and just turn it over to God, God comes in and he does the impossible. He makes the impossible possible. So honestly, yesterday was so refreshing and it was such an encouragement. I mean, it was such an encouragement. But God is asking us, are we willing to pay the price? Are we willing to sacrifice what the flesh wants to do in order to do the will of the Father? And the bottom line is, is God is asking us and calling us to obedience. So there's an invitation. And we are all invited to learn discipleship because when the harvest comes in, it's up to us to disciple them because you may be the only Bible that a lot of people read. And if people didn't know you, would you be a wonderful representation for Christ if you were the only Bible they read? And I, I, I do this, church, I'm not saying this. I think you're awesome. I mean, the fact you, you guys have been so faithful, and I love every one of you. I pray for you regularly. I think that you guys are the faithful. You are the faithful, and I appreciate each and every one of you. I think for John, I don't know if yesterday just was a wake-up call for him. I don't know what, how it impacted him, but I guess he feels that he's failed. He just feels like he's failed, I guess. I can't answer for John, but I encourage you. I think you guys are amazing, and I just encourage you to continue to keep that flame burning inside of you because Jesus' return is soon. I don't know when. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. We may pass before his return, but it's sooner than when we first started. And I just want us to finish strong. Anybody think, have anybody else have anything to add? Yeah, it's not that I don't love you all. And, and I, you know, I'm just tore apart. And I don't want to be tore apart. And you say, well, you need to get your emotions under control. Yeah, I probably do. But I see it. And it's there. I see it. I just can't sell it. I see it. I just can't sell it. I can't get people to buy it. You say, well, what do you want them to buy? Jesus, man. I buy Jesus, man. I tell you, but that's what I'm trying. I see it. You know, my eyes have seen the glory. I'm, I'm telling you, you say, well, you're bragging. No, I, I've seen the glory. I've seen people healed right before my eyes uh, that were deaf. I saw a guy that was deaf and a girl that was deaf, and, and God restored their hearing. I saw a guy who had trouble in his reproduction system. God healed him right there on the spot. You could 
it's just amazing what God did. And I mean, I've seen that. I have seen the glory. But I'm not seeing the glory in Braxton, and I want to see the glory in Braxton. I want to see it. And he wants to, he wants to shine. That cross changed my life yesterday. That's not the light. That's not that you can blame it on all the lights that you want to in this church, but that's not the light. That's the Shekinah glory that stood that was right here with my sins, not anybody else's, but my sins nailed to it, nailed to that cross. Jesus took my sin upon a cross, and I don't add up. In my flesh, I don't add up. Now, anything else? Jesus, I share my heart. And Lord, I just pray that there would become an enthusiasm of your Shekinah glory. That it's not, I got to go to church, but I want to go to church. My goodness, I've been in church for three days this week and it's all been good. Father, I don't know what the future holds, but I don't want this thing to fail up here. I want this thing to, to succeed for your glory. People have said many times that I'm after the glory. I'm not after the glory. I want Jesus to get the glory. I want him to get the glory. But I don't want the devil to get the glory. I don't want the devil to win over Braxton County. This corrupt county in so many areas. I don't want the devil to get victory in this area. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we need a miracle here. We need miracles here to take place. We need, we need you to move, Lord, in, in the Pulse Church in Gasaway. We need you to move. We need you to move, Father, Lord, and bring people into the road to Damascus to be able to, so that Ricky and Kara can minister to them. And Sunday morning for, for me to be able to minister to them and for, uh, you know, a small group in Braxton that Mark teaches you know, to, to be involved and to get involved in it. Then even Taze Valley campus, or the Taze Valley small group would grow. I just pray. Father, Lord, that you take my heart and you heal it from being broken. I give you thanks and I give you praise and I give you honor for it because it's in the name of Jesus. Amen.